Blog Talk Radio. Coming to you since 1997 on KKUP Radio with over 250 guests and still going strong in their 12th year of weekly broadcasting, the International Taz and Paula Show brings to you expansive, engaging, and groundbreaking intensity on radio and now on the Internet airwaves today. Listen live every Thursday or visit Embracing Mother Earth's archives, exclusive articles, ask questions, and receive actual answers from guests anytime at TazAndPaulaShow.com. Taz and Paula's special guests are experts coming from all walks of life, energizing our lives with a passion that inspires and teaches us with each of their compelling personal life journeys, with roots from ancient wisdom and bridging it with modern science. We hope today's show touches the wisdom of your heart. And now, Taz and Paula. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, Just a moment. Okay, everybody's here. Today we have a great guest, Gladys McCoy. is a certified clinical hypnotherapist, past life therapist, and a dowser who works with adverse energies, which can be geopathic, electromagnetic, spiritual, and even disease. Gladys even says dowsing really is the connection to all there is. And today we'll get a chance to find out just how this is so. You are now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show. And I'm Paula. And I'm Taz. Well, Gladys even takes dowsing a step further. She declares houses, people, property, and businesses. That must add some real excitement to everyday life, Gladys. Um, She also does remote dowsing over the phone to help people with life decisions and change. Um, She is the co-founder of Ozark Research Institute and serves as treasurer and event coordinator. And in 96, Gladys received the ASD Dowser of the Year Award. She's a two-time recipient of the American Society of Dowsers Register of Recognition Award. Gladys travels the globe, lecturing at conferences across the U.S. and even giving workshops that support others in these powerful techniques and aids in healing physical, mental, and emotional, spiritual issues. So we are so happy to have her with us today to share her her life story. And uh, Gladys, welcome to our show. Well, thank you. <laughs> I wasn't sure I was going to make it or not. <laughs> oh, why? Oh. I got a strange message when I called you. But anyway, I'm here, so... <laughs> I know. I saw saw you come in, and I went to pick you up, and you were gone, and then I was trying to call you on my cell phone, and then I saw you come in again. So it is a strange day. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) But I'm delighted to be with you. How did you get started with all of this, Gladys? With the dowsing? Yeah. With the dowsing, I did it because my husband got interested in it. And I started following him around and keeping track of his 
dowsing successes that he he would go out and douse wells for people. But I'd been married to him at that point for over 16 years, and he had never picked up a dowsing stick until we moved to the farm and didn't have a water source. So he went out and doused our well site. And indeed, we got a wonderful well, and I thought it was pretty strange. I knew about dowsing, but I certainly didn't know my husband could do it. And then I started just hanging out with these guys, you know, these dowsers, and um, found that I like them pretty much. (laughs) They're wonderful people. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, they are. Your your husband had retired from uh, the military when when he bought the farm. Is that how Mm -hmm. that all worked out? Yeah, so, he had 24 years in the Army. So I don't think he thought in his wildest dreams that he would be involved in all of this in his retirement years, did he? No, I don't think so. And certainly not the, the avenue that it took. Um, you know, after he uh, was the president of the society, the Dowsing Society, for four years and a trustee for over eight years, um he started realizing that there was more to dowsing than just, you know, the stick reacting to the water that was in the ground or to the oil or to the gas or whatever. And um, so he started this organization to do research into what part the mind had um, in the reaction of the stick, what part we actually influence and how we, you know, uh, can keep from influencing it. So. That's well, how, how many get started in this. <laughs> well, how many years after he doused that first well did uh, the institute, the research, it's Ozark Research Institute, um, how many years after that first well that he doused that this all came it was, out? It was probably 12 years before we started the institute. Um, we've been in existence 20 years this November. Wow. And, um, so, yep. Well, um, I read it this morning. I read an article that he had written, and it was a very interesting article where he had um, helped a, a girl, a little girl, nine-year-old girl in San Jose uh, that had a brain tumor. Mm-hmm. And uh, was that the first time he had seen such great results, or had he had results? No, it wasn't. Um The first time he did any um, remote uh, healing, I guess, was when our son um, had a friend in England when he was in the Air Force that had a little boy that had a cleft palate. And um, they were going to operate on the little boy, and they told him all the horrible things they were going to do to this child. And Harold sat down and got into a meditative state, and he said he he realized that he was sitting on the lower lip of this child and started working on closing the hole in this child's mouth. And um, it was successful, because when they took him to the hospital, our son didn't know what Harold was doing, but, you know, when he, they took him to the hospital, he didn't have to have the operation. It was all closed in. And, That's I mean, true. we were totally dumbfounded by the whole thing. So the little girl in California with the brain tumor was many years after that. 
And it had completely, I mean, after he worked on her, it completely disappeared. As far, as far it went as far away. As yeah. Mm-hmm. And she had so, to then learn how to be a well child because she'd been sick for so long. How do, how does this happen that they're able to work with someone and they're able to erase? It's almost like a memory of whatever problem is. That, um, how does well, that work? Harold's belief was that nothing ever happens in your body until it happens. It has to happen in your brain first. And your brain has no place to store trauma. And then when your brain gets so full of trauma that's attached to some issue in your life, it sends that trauma to the weakest point in your body. And he always thought that's where disease came from. And as a matter of fact, he had a way of tracing this. You know, he could even tell you how old you were when something happened to you. Where he got that ability, I have no idea. Um, But he seemed to have the ability to look in the brain, see things in there, and trace it to the part of the body that needed the healing work. So did he work through the brain in each instance? Every uh, person that he ever worked on, he opened the head and looked at the brain and cleaned it out first. Because if you don't get rid of the trauma that's attached to an issue, then it'll come back. Now, the, the cleaning out was uh, from the article was a hose that he oh yeah was, he had he was given what he called hydrogen peroxide, and he also had a hose that just kind of dropped down from out of the ethers. He said he just saw it in his mind's eye, and it would wash this stuff off. And I completed his book after he passed away um, and put it in a work, you know, as a workshop, a guide to do the work that Harold did try so that his work could continue. And it's very simple. Anyone could do it. He kept telling people over and over again, you can do this. All you have to do is have the desire to do it and want to help other people. And, and, he every time he, and every time he learned something new, he would share it. Absolutely. He never held anything um, secret. Never. So and do then you help uh, others support others learning how to do this too, Gladys? Absolutely. Absolutely. He he went out. He He was gone almost every week. He very seldom spent a whole week home. Um, probably for the past 15 years or so, he traveled. Um, he went as far away as China, teaching the techniques that he used to other people. And he taught them, and they did them in the workshops. And hopefully, they're all doing them now because we need a lot of light workers out there. We sure do. Now, what was remarkable in the article was he had learned after he, this hose came to him as a tool that the Tibetan uh, healers ha- had that same technique from years and years and years ago. Many years ago, yeah. It was. Um, he was actually in Santa Cruz when he first saw the hose, when it was first given to him. And he believed that these tools came to him that he used from his guides and from his angels 
but they never gave them to him until he was ready for that. But when that hose dropped down, he knew that it came from the highest source in the universe. And he knew what he was supposed to do with it, which was wash this guy's back off with it because the guy had had so many back operations, uh, and he was an avid golfer, and he had not been able to golf in years. And the next morning, he went out golfing with his grands, with his sons and won $35 off of them. So, <laughs> like, I yeah. know this might be a funny question, but let me ask you something. Um, and maybe, you know, I'm not the only one that's hearing this. So are you talking about hose, like like you hose something off, H-O-S-E, or are you talking about holes? Yeah, H-O-L-E-S. hose something off, like water hose, only it was filled with brilliant white light. That that was the cleansing, and and afterwards, uh, did he or do you uh, fill the space up with uh, another energy? A, a um, oh, absolutely. Energy of- yeah, if you ever if you ever remove anything, you must fill it immediately and remove the memory from the tissues and the organs or wherever you're at, even even if you're clearing negative energies out of a home, you have to put good energy back in those spaces because you never want to leave a void. Because the negative can come right back in. Then. That's right, it can. In a different form usually, but yes, it can. So do you do the remote healing for... Uh, um, like your husband did, do you do, do you still Not do that yourself? In, I don't do it in the same in the same way. Um, I my healing work is done just by sending out loving energy to people, unconditional love, so that they can use it. Their body knows how to heal. You know, everybody's body knows how to heal itself, and if it's in the right place, which is, I believe, unconditional love loving itself and knowing, you know, that it can do it, then the body can heal itself. Now, as a group here, I have a group that comes here every Tuesday night to the Institute, and we'll have from 30 to 40 people in the room, and we send healing energy out. Everybody does it in a different way. Some people use Harold's technique. Now that the book is out, they had never met Harold, and yet they're using the technique and they are being very successful with it. Tuesday nights when we do this, the first thing I do is read all the updates that we get. And we get tons of wonderful remarks from people telling us that they're doing much better or that, you know, the doctor has said that it was a misdiagnosis or whatever. You know, and we don't care who gets the benefit from the healing. We just want them to have the energy they need so they can heal. So is it like um, you know, some churches, they uh, it's a prayer wheel. Do people send requests to your group? They call us. They send it to us on the emails. Um, we get phone calls, you know, every day. And it's not just health issues. Many people are hurting for financial blessings at this time. Um, they're losing their homes. They're, you know, things are going on that that they need help with. So it's not just health that we work with. We work with anything that they need help with. Gladys, can we give out your phone number now, and uh, and then along with your name, and and let people have that on their um, their list. Absolutely. 
Um, it's uh, the Ozark Research Institute, and we are in Arkansas. We're in Fedville, Arkansas. Uh, it is 479-582-9197. And the email address is just ORI at IPA.net. IP like Peter, A like Apple? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we'll give that out before the end of the show. Okay. Again. Okay. Yeah. We will. So what part of dowsing is your favorite? I mean, do you... Um... My favorite part of dowsing is clearing negative energy, clearing what I call adverse energy. And um, that's what I teach when I... You know, usually when I go to a conference, I teach that. And I do it on paper. I, I I have people send me diagrams of their homes, of their property, of their business. Um, and I use what I call the blue ink method, which is I douse for the entrance point of this adverse energy, which can be geopathic, electromagnetic, um, you know, it can be spirit, it can be entities, it can be ghosts, it can be environmental, um, any number of things. And But I clump it all together and call it adverse because I feel like I take some power away from it if I don't identify it. So, yeah, and, and you know, and and sometimes entities and ghosts and things are kind of scary. Well, that takes that scare away from me. I'm not afraid of them when I call them an adverse energy. So if it's harming my client, well, no matter what it is, it's adverse. But I can douse that diagram, and I can block it with this blue ink. And the blue ink came to me years ago from uh, one of the past presidents of the American Society of Dowsers. He told a story about it. And I just thought it was phenomenal and I started doing the work in in the closet, so to speak, because no one else talked about it. And I thought, well, no, maybe I'm not supposed to be doing this because I was new at dowsing at that time. But I have hundreds and hundreds of things that I've done for other people. And it has been very successful. So I know it works. You can clear up this energy from a home that is disharmonious. Uh, or there's a lot of illness in. Um, if there is illness in the home and, you know, people just keep don't get any better or whatever, you can check their home. I've also adapted it to the human form, and I work with that too. And in that way, I'm working with the spiritual as well as the emotional uh, with the people when I'm clearing. So now I'm thinking about the, your blue ink wouldn't it i mean um when you if you did the blocking if you blocked the whole house when that block you wouldn't it, want to do you... that because you only block that which is harmful to those the people that are in that house so maybe just because one room all or... energy is not bad energy is not bad necessarily it's how we receive it and how we perceive it that makes it one way or the other so the same energy that's harming me could be very beneficial to you. Hmm. So you wouldn't that. want to do the whole house because you'd keep the good stuff out too. 
So you're able to tell the difference there for each individual. Just by asking. It's so it might just asking. be one wall. It might just be one wall. Could be just one wall. Certainly in an apartment complex, many times um you get some energy from your neighbor's apartment, you know, if the computers or the television sets are right up against the wall and your your chair is in the same place, you're getting you know, the emanations off of those for the electromagnetics. So, yeah, it could be on just one wall. Oh, you can block the electromagnetics. That's that's a good idea. If, if you were I, on the I think floor. you can. <laughs> <laughs> and if you were on the second floor, a second hmm? floor apartment, you, if you were on the second floor apartment, you could block the whole um, floor because it might be coming up from the bottom. Yeah, but but see, what you would do is only do your apartment, and right. then there's a way where you would put your hand on the diagram after you cleared what was coming into the apartment from the outside, and then you would clear whatever's coming up or coming down. So I only work with the foundation shape of a of a building, of a house, of an apartment, or the floor plan of the apartment, and. You know, whether it's a basement or an attic, I can clear it when I put my hand on it and ask that it be removed. So have you written a book on this? Not on necessarily on clearing adverse energy. Now, in Harold's book that I completed, there is a little blurb about clearing adverse energy with the blue ink that I put in there. So... Um, but it's it's a very effective thing. Now, I know you don't have to have blue ink because one of the master dowsers and I played with that one year, and we know that you can use pink and yellow and purple and any color you want. Um, but I stick with the blue because I do know that it has a very protective um, eminence in it. You know, it, it it seems to make a difference. I wear the blue a lot. Uh, it's a it's a cobalt or an elect, electrical blue, and um, I feel really good when I wear it. It's like it's nothing can get to me. So um, I that's why I use the blue, and it be and because of course that past president used the blue ink when he was doing his work. So, so what is the name of uh, Harold's book that you completed so people, if they're interested, they could order it? It is The Power of Focus Mind Healing, a guide by Harold McCoy. Because it's his words. It is the way he spoke and the way he taught. I took a transcript from his workshop, and I wanted to make sure that he was in the book and that it wasn't somebody else's words i wanted it to be him and it is so. now, now this is a this is a very personal question but um do you um are you able to communicate with him through dowsing now that he's on the other side i don't know that i use the dowsing necessarily but i certainly use the skills that i've learned with dowsing you know um i don't have a pendulum in my hand when i do it but with the dowsing, I've come to the point I know that I can make contact with others on the other side and I can speak to them and I can get messages from them. 
we recently sold this building that we had bought many years ago and bought a smaller one. And when <clears throat> I kept saying, okay, Harold, if if this is supposed to happen, I want it to go very smooth. Don't you know? And if it's not, throw a monkey wrench in it. Well, it kept going along very smoothly, and anything that came up was very easily taken care of. And uh, the day that we went to sign the papers, uh, the man that was buying the building said, uh, I guess your realtor has everything in order. And I said, well, I'm sure she does. She's not here yet, but I'm sure she does. And he actually called her Red. And um, he said, yeah, Red seems to be right on the ball. And so I said something to the girl when she showed up, and she said, he doesn't know me. Why would he call me Red? As far as I know, I've never even seen the man. And Harold McCoy never called her anything but Red. So I know. <laughs> I know it was meant to be. Well, doesn't that just give you chills all over? I know. I know. <laughs> but I think he, it has been guided. Go ahead, hon. I was going to say, would you please repeat the name of the book again more slowly? So okay. Power of... Power of Focus Mind Healing. Uh-huh. A Guide by Harold McCoy. Okay, great. And uh, we'll tell others about that. It was The title was a little long, and I wanted to make sure everyone could hear. Right. It is long, but... Um, I wanted them to understand that it was a technique, but it's also a guide. So you can go to the front of the page or front of the book, and you can find anything that you want in that, you know, anything that he'd ever worked on is in there, basically. And it tells you where to go to find it. It also has two meditations in it that he did, that he taught people how to get in touch with your guides and angels and how to do remote healing and how to do self-healing at the same time. Well, self nowadays with our uh, expensive expenses of all the uh, medical care and everything, it's really important to know how to do self healing and, and uh, heal others. So, well, and take care of yourself. You know, um, we are a physical form, and um, we have to take care of this physical form. We have to um, make sure that it gets the right rest, etc., cetera, um, and um, not give everything we've got. We have to keep some of it for ourselves. That's if good you advice. don't take care of number one, you can't do any good for anybody else. True. Do you have classes, um, ongoing classes? Um, you said everybody meets Tuesday nights, but, but do you have ongoing classes to share? Uh, with people and um, how to work with all of this as well. Oops. I think she was cut off. Ooh, yeah. Maybe she'll call back in. This is really cool. (laughs) I know. I want to go out and get his book. Yeah, me too. (laughs) You know, to be able to have a technique here to, to really do some feedback and people can can work with every aspect of of their lives. I mean, their body, their houses, their um, 
isn't it interesting? It's the dark cobalt blue, or the cobalt blue. That's a uh, Gladys. Gladys. I don't know. There's another four seven. Oh, there she is. Hold on. Okay. Hello. Hello. Hi, Gladys. Hi. I don't know how uh, we got cut off, but um, we kept I talking. don't know either. But, well, <laughs> I was talking too, but there was nothing there. <laughs> so you talked about, you were asking me about workshops. Yes. Um, yes. We do classes here locally. Uh, we do teach basic dowsing um, quite frequently in the area. Um, and we have twice a year, big events here in Arkansas where we have conferences and a Power of Thought School, which um, I have people that come in and teach their healing techniques, their Power of Thought techniques to other people and how to you know better their lives. And it's not just sitting and listening uh, at those. It is actually doing the, the physical work on each other um, while the class is going on, so they do get some practice and hopefully take the skills home with them. Well, dowsing's it sounds like dowsing's uh, you're always learning something new in dowsing. You are, yeah. Hopefully, well, really, uh, that's really great right now. It's pretty interesting where the internet can connect people, and um, it'd be really fun. You know, if anybody has a laptop, you could to uh, create a you know, like a YouTube and be able to or share web, with people. A webinar. Yeah, yeah we're webinar. we're working on doing that here and having some online classes. Uh, there's just two of us working here now at the building. Uh, I only have one paid employee, and um, so it's a little difficult uh, for the, just the two of us to handle the phone calls and all the other little things that we want to do. So we're we're asking for volunteers, you know, to come in now and do more work with us. So, well, plus you travel and give workshops. I mean, in your bio, you're so. Um, do you travel to other countries giving workshops as well as United States? I haven't been to another country doing it yet. Um, I travel to a lot of the different conferences that they have here, and then if people can get twenty people together, I'm I'm there. You know, I have to have my expenses um, back because um, it comes out of my pocket. It doesn't come out of ORI's pocket. And um, so 20 people usually can pay for it. Well, it's dowsing is very exciting. I went to um, a dowsing meeting in the Sacramento area for the first time a couple of weeks ago. And the people are so nice, and everybody's sharing, and you're learning something new every time you go to a meeting. It sounds like it's like... They're sharing, they're giving, they're happy, they're wonderful people. When I first went to Santa Cruz Conference, I was absolutely terrified of some of those people because I <laughs> I'd had no clue what I was even doing there. You know, I just... My husband, I was following him along, but I was really afraid of those people because I thought they had such superpowers, you know, and they were just like me, but they just opened their arms to us and, you know, just 
they bring new people in and make them a part of it and teach them. And um, I would show up at that conference in Santa Cruz even if I wasn't a speaker because I love going there. Well, you were scared to death years ago. Now you're the keynote speaker. I am. <laughs> Can you believe that? Yeah, so the, it's, talk, it's hard to talking, believe. <laughs> talking about the Santa Cruz Conference, it's going to be um, July 10th, I mean 6th through the 10th. Uh, the conference itself is on the weekend, and then there's workshops afterwards. Yeah. I'm going to do a half-day workshop on uh, the 10th. Uh, from 9 to 12, uh, of empowering um, the person you truly are and meeting the spectacular you. Um, so, And that's my thrust, mostly, is to let everybody know that they do have the power and the ability to make changes in their lives. They don't have to have somebody else do it for them. And um, if they can empower themselves, then they can be of benefit to everybody. Do you do that through dowsing? Do you use dowsing in that work? I will be using dowsing. Um, I use a lot of of, uh, what I call affirmations. They could be called prayers, I guess. Um, But and I even use those when I do my dowsing work for clearings. I write this little affirmation for the family, for the for the home, for the business. Uh, using positive words, and I, I really stress the fact that you must use positive words when you speak because the negatives can create issues in your life you don't want. We've already got enough negative uh, that is thrown at us um, that we don't need to speak them. <laughs> and uh, so, I, I, you know, that's one of the things I work with is in the workshop as well is using positive words to create what you want to bring into your life. And shine like a light. <laughs> That's right. That's what we have to do. You now, know, I'm... It's like understanding and bringing new methods in to all of us. You know, we everybody gets caught up in, in everyday aspects of their life and to be able to have a technique to bring in this. I, you know, you get emails and and people say things, and you email them back and said, you know, just pop a white light around them, <laughs> you know, and and just kind of get them to remember to do a few prayers and say, you know what, just put a smile on your face, and you know, there's there's things that we can do to to alter the day as we go for, for absolutely for other people, even. You know? Yeah, just well, supporting and, every moment. And you don't necessarily have to do anything. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is just be there and let them be in your presence. When you come to that place where you're filled with that wonderful unconditional love from your divine source, whatever it may be, you shine. There's something different about you. And people know it. And just by being in your presence, they can be blessed just as well as you have been. And I even, really believe it. Even in the grocery store line, you know, just yes. give somebody a smile. <laughs> yeah, it, and it makes, you know, sometimes they think, well, what do you want? But, you know, most of the time it just really makes their day. 
And that's all you have to do. You don't have to even speak to them. Just nod and smile. Um, life is too short to go around with a old grumpy face, you know. That's something else I like about the dowsers. They're very upbeat. They don't go to those those sad, mopey places. Um, they don't, especially out there in, you know, at Santa Cruz. I mean, those That's people beautiful. are just, they're wonderful people. They're like a family, you know. And um, I'm proud to be a part of that family. Um, but the dowsers tend to look at the world and the light workers. I'm not just talking dowsers. I'm talking about people who do any type of this metaphysical kind of work where they're out there to help other people. Um, but they they tend to look at things like the glass is half full, not half empty, you know. Um, and I believe truly, truly that when you can gather 35 or 40 people together in one place with the sole purpose of trying to help other people on a regular basis every week, that means that they're there to help other people. They're not there to help themselves. And that's what—that's our purpose is, everybody's purpose. I'm speaking not just here but everywhere. It is that we have to make a difference in somebody's life every day. Even if it, it is makes, just that smile. Well, I think it's in our nature. I mean, it makes you feel good when you've done something for someone. And that's just the nature Absolutely. of it. Now, I I love to work with nature spirits. Uh, have you done um, any work with the nature spirits? Not a whole lot deliberately. I speak to my plants. I, um, you know, talk to the divas that are taking care of my plants. Um, I talk to the wildlife. I, you know. (laughs) um, But as far as working to improve, not necessarily that. And I don't mess with the weather, um, even though I'd really like to to have some rain right now, but I'm not going to uh, try to use my dowsing to, to alter that. Because at any time, I think everything's in perfect balance. But I do know that there's spirits out there. There's nature spirits out there. There's elves. There's all kinds of things out there that, and I truly believe in them. Um, We saw them when we were in Vermont one time. Uh, One of our old-time dowsers, Mary Marie Satterley, and I used to go out on our little patio where we stayed when we were in Vermont, and we would have our coffee there in the morning. And we invited somebody into the house that was a little different than we were. And um, the morning after the first night that we spent in the house, we went out there, and the dirt had been thrown out of the flower boxes out there. And the um, geraniums were uprooted, and nothing could get on the porch. And we knew at that point that the little elves and things that had lived there all those years were not happy with us. So we had a little chat and explained to them. I mean, you know, I don't see them necessarily. But we knew that they were there and they weren't happy. And we told them we would never do it again. And we never invited anyone else into the house. <laughs> so just kept the four of us there together. So <laughs> Now, 
Taz and I uh, years ago met Slim Sterling. Have you met uh, Slim Sterling before he passed away? Absolutely. Slim has property which is just north of here, or had property up there. I think he's. I think um, Katarina still has it. So it was very well, special for know, us. He was a very yeah, special person. Yeah. Um, very knowledgeable. Uh, he was very uh, technical. Oh, uh, yes. I took a class from him, and I got really tired because <laughs> I had to <laughs> really put all this copper in the hard round. <laughs> well, I have, um, I have some of his tools. Um, they um, presented them to us, and um, and I have used them. Uh, on myself, you know, at times. So uh, for, you know, healing broken arm one time, um, you know, use it to ease the pain and things like that. So I think what they did, you know, and what Slim did was pretty phenomenal stuff. Now, he was using the copper in the ground? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. To, uh, well, to show us how to move water, you know, underground water. Uh-huh. Yep. And block yep. it from an area. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or electric or electrical like, you know, currents that might be coming mm-hmm. from So we learned that from him. Yeah. Well, now I know that there's another dowser that he's passed too, but Carl Bracey up in Northern California used to use magnets um to block the electromagnetics. And he told me that I couldn't use blue ink to block electromagnetics when I first started talking about it. And I said, oh, yeah, I think I can. And I did it for a long time. And then one day I came across a very large piece of property that I could not get cleared. And the lady said, oh, I forgot to tell you that the power lines from the dam over in Missouri come across right at the edge of my property. So here's these huge feeder lines coming across. (laughs) And I did have to use a magnet. So... Do you, I put it on the actually, map. <laughs> I was going to say, do you actually put the magnet on the map? I put no. it on the map. Yes, I did. And it worked. I didn't douse it. After I put the magnet on, I had somebody else do it, and it was gone. So I don't know. Wow, that's, that's remarkable. It, you know, there are so many things that I've learned that are unbelievable that, you know, that it just shouldn't happen. But it does. So I think it's like we do have a connection to, like you said, you know, even the the nature spirits. When you ask for something, you know, you have to ask for it. And I think our divine source, whatever you might want to call it, doesn't matter what name we give it. You know, we have to ask for things, but we have to believe we deserve it too. And that's where a lot of us fall down. Hmm? Well, I think sometimes people forget to ask. You know, they get all involved in their day. So it's kind of important to remember to ask and maybe make it a ritual and learning how to ask every day. Right, and it's different. Asking is different than begging, you know. We get to the point where we're just desperate, you know, and when we get to that point, then we start begging. And I've always said, you know, my divine source is so busy 
that when I start begging for stuff, it just turns me off, just like a mama with 13 kids, you know. <laughs> She's not going to hear those kids after a while if they just keep on and keep on. <laughs> so, you know, and they and they don't, you're, you're not watched constantly, you know. You've got time to, to do things for yourself and to make mistakes, and it's okay to do that, you know, but you have to try it. Or you'll yeah, never know if you can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now what, is what about it? some oh. stories here? Are you, um, I was going to say, there must be some stories on your plate that are so unusual that you would uh, share them with us, a couple of them this morning. Can you do that? Because I'm oh, sure I was going to ask her if she had a story that blew her, her mind. <laughs> that really, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> about what? <laughs> Anything. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, you know, I don't know if you've heard about diverting underground streams of water into a well that's dry. It sounds totally impossible, but it can be done. And it is simply done by driving a three-foot piece of rebar into the ground until it gets really good and stable and hitting it towards the well site after you've located the stream that can be moved. And I've seen it happen. I have watched the water increase in the flow that was coming into a hand-dug well that had no water in it. And then all of a sudden, the little pebbles started being kicked out, and then this little tiny stream of water came through. I mean, to me, that was absolutely amazing to watch. To physically see it. Now, I know that that bar that was driven into the ground and hitting it had nothing to do with moving that stream of water that's 250 foot down in in the ground. The vibration could not have done that. So So I really believe it goes back to your mind and to asking and believing and then receiving after you give thanks for it, of course. We have to give thanks for it. How powerful we really are. <laughs> we don't know we it. We are powerful. We are. Now, I have a underwater... Okay, I'm. Our house is at the bottom of a hill. There's like houses above us. So mm-hmm. when it rains, all this water, I know it comes under our house, and it's probably not healthy for us. And no, it's not. So I could actually block that water doing a map? I think you could, yes. If you believe it can happen, you can create it. Can I use the blue ink method? With the blue ink method, I think you could. You could build a dam of blue ink, like you were talking about going all the way around the house. You would move away from your house and put that up wherever it's coming down and put a solid, solid line across there with the intention that it's going to stop that flow of water from coming under your house. So you could actually direct it maybe like into the street or something? Yes, you wouldn't want to direct it to your neighbor. I did that on a piece of property here, and I said, okay, now who lives around you because we don't want to mess them up, you know. I... You know, and I don't even go out and douse a well without, even if somebody calls me without getting permission from wherever my permission comes from, 
because I don't want to harm anybody else that's in that area by tapping into the same stream or whatever. So if I get permission with the may I, can I, should I that most dowsers use, then I know I'm not going to do any harm with my dowsing. And so you would actually, you'd want to do that too, uh, even though it's your property. Mm -hmm. Yeah, may I, do I have permission, and can I, am I capable of doing it? Should I, am I, should I, is it ethical for me to do this? In other words, would it harm anyone or anything if I do it? (laughs) What's really funny is we got flooded because somebody's water um, line broke, so I went to the houses in back of us, and when I was in the backyard, I could see they had all of these, what do they call the French? Um, the French drains? Drain. Yes. Pointed mm-hmm. to our house. <laughs> well, that wasn't nice, was it? No. <laughs> no. So that's probably why you're getting all that water, huh? Right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, so. you know, French drains are kind of expensive. So if so, you could um, just take a piece of paper and use your blue ink. Make yeah. my own French drain. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give that a try, Gladys. I'll let you know. Why not? <laughs> you know, um, if uh, you don't have any success, send me the diagram and I'll try it. <laughs> okay. So, you know, um, like I said, I don't think anything's impossible. And our intention is really, really important. When we put out the intention that we're going to accomplish something, it really is magnifies what we can do. And uh, and I read somewhere that dowsers can change the weather, but those questions would be very important because if you change the weather, that might make something even worse. That's right. And I think that's what's wrong with our weather. (laughs) We've been messing with it too much. (laughs) Now, you know, I, I don't believe that we should ask that we get rain and somebody else not get rain or that um, the cool front comes down, you know, uh, to benefit us and do harm to somebody else. There has to be a way to have it all in balance and harmony. And I think we need really, we all really need to be very kind to Mama Nature right now and and try to help her. And um, so when I direct a question to her, um, I ask that everything be done in balance and harmony for everyone concerned. Now, could we help the fires in uh, Colorado by dowsing or creating a map and helping with the fire? Would that be possible? You know, we've done that in, in California a number of times when the dowsers would gather out there, when you would have fires in the Santa Cruz Mountains and up, uh, you know, in the hills there. And we have brought, you know, the fog in. Um, the other night we had them on our on our prayer list. And what we were trying to do was bring in some, not necessarily rain, but some humidity, some, you know, creating some kind of moisture in the in the air and calming the winds. You know, the Santa Ana winds were something we worked with out in California one time as a group. And it did seem to happen. It slowed everything down. And in in Colorado right now, it is the winds, and uh, they need to calm. 
but the fire by itself creates more wind. Right. And plus the heat is uh, it's unusually Intense. hot. Yes. 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 Uh, right here, our grass is so dry that we're crunching when we walk on the grass. And um, no fireworks for, for the 4th of July um, because it's too dangerous right now. For sure. Well, we want to let everybody know that if they want to meet you in person, yeah. that you're going to be in Santa Cruz at the West Coast Dowsers Conference uh-huh. on uh, between July 6th through the 10th, and you'll you'll be doing an actual workshop on the 10th, and you'll be at the keynote uh, speaker. I looked it up Saturday night uh-huh. at 7:30 uh, that weekend at 7:30. So, and I'm uh, also going to be speaking on Saturday. Uh, at two o'clock, I'll be doing a workshop, uh, a talk about affirmations and um, the blue ink method. Oh, good. And so, if people have never doused before, I believe I read on their. If you go on their uh, website, uh, let me see what the website is. I think it's westcoastdowsers.org. Uh huh. And if you go on the website Friday night or Friday during the day before the weekend starts, they have classes for beginners, beginning dowsers. Mm-hmm. So and if that you miss that, there will be somebody there, without a doubt, if you walk up and ask someone who will tell you and show you how to use the dowsing instruments and teach you at any time during the conference. We love loves to share dowsing. <laughs> It's a key. It opens it opens our world. It opens our minds. So it's, it's uh, at the University of Santa Cruz. So what a beautiful mm-hmm. place to have the conference. It's wonderful. It really is. So come and see us. And um Kathy was telling us uh, about 2 weeks ago that she's uh doing a mystery school for uh children so that the children can learn how to dance also. So pe- right. the parents, their parents could drop their children off while they go to their own workshops, and the children can do their workshops. So it's a family affair. Yes, it is, and it's it's yeah, fun for everybody work. of any age. And, and it's not just dowsing, okay? I mean, there's many other topics that will be discussed. Um, and I was looking at some of the speakers I noticed. Oh, we we interviewed um, uh, Jean Slater last week. Oh, yes, yeah, she's wonderful. And what a dynamic speaker. Uh, she'll be talking about, um, I think she'll be talking about her book. Uh, and you said you could call on people. I mean, uh, you could hire from the heavens. So she talks about yes. She talks about that bringing in your own little work crew. So she's going to be speaking, and so people just jump on on the website and see who's going to be there and when they're going to be speaking and when the workshops are. And Taz, were you going to say something? I was going to say the phone number so that people can connect with Gladys is four seven nine five eight two ninety one ninety seven, and. Let's see. And if you want to email her, it's ORI at IPA.net. Again, it's ORI. It stands for Ozark Research Institute. So it's ORI at IPA.net. 
And uh, your website is um, Ozark. Ozark Research. Dot org. org. Dot org. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's O Z A R K Research. Dot org. And um, it's. Uh, we need to ask if there's anything you want to cover that we haven't covered with you today. No, I just like for everybody to come up and see me while I'm out there. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, I like to get hugs and I like to uh, share information. And, uh, and I bet I know what color you're going to be wearing. <laughs> I will be wearing blue part of the time. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so I appreciate you all uh, calling and and having me on the show. And uh, I think we it's a it's a it's a wonderful opportunity for me to be there uh, in Santa Cruz. I grew up in California, and uh, Santa Cruz was my sneakaway place uh, when we were kids. We used to go over the hill from Walnut Creek and Concord and have fun. (laughs) And see the ocean. (laughs) And see the ocean, yes. And um, And and what I understand, people from all over the United States come to this conference. They do. And I, I imagine we have in the past, we've had people from other countries there. Um, Australia, um, Canada, um, Poland, uh, a lot of different places. So it's a it's a wonderful well, fair, you. it really is. Thank um, you for opening the doors of uh, some magic for all of us. Uh, well, thank you. Great to have you with us. Well, anything's possible, and you opened the door to that and to acknowledge how powerful we really are. So thank you for reminding us of that. Okay. If I can do anything, give me a call. Okay. Thank you so much, Gladys. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was such a sweet interview. Yes, it was. But, you know, it just empowers people. It's, It's really great. Well, okay. Until next Thursday, we'll... Um, come up and have another great program and and uh, let me tell the listeners here uh, what we need to do further. Okay. Have a great day, everyone. Hello.